This is Channel Attitude. Your voice. Your right. Your freedom. Oh, shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best-kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! David Arquette won the world title! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The Angle on a pole match! And Hogan, you big, bald son of a bitch! Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy Jumpy! Beep Beep! Goldberg steered Russo on the cake! I'm from New York. I'll get downright nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Nobody goes against their party affiliation. Which is stupid to me. Which is dumb. Which is beyond the whole world, the whole country is brainwashed. I've worked for both parties. I was a political consultant for eight years. I worked for both parties. Okay, it's good in anything. Yeah. It's bad in anything. I ain't gonna say exactly. bad, but it, the thing is, there is a there there it. is a medium in everything, though. In everything, there is a medium to get to to make policy for the betterment of the people, not for the betterment of a party. So I would say. From a solution standpoint, number one, everybody needs to be at the table when they're talking about what is put into education. Not from the standpoint of trying to push any agenda, right? But from right. the standpoint of just telling the whole truth, right? I agree. There should actually probably be more history taught in school, not less, so that people really understand what this nation was built on. As I said before, the same people that ended up in school at Hampton University that built it had to build Old Dominion. Right. For free. Right. You see, like, and, and they ain't but a few miles apart from each other. Right. You see, and, and, and I went, I've been there, I went to Hampton and I used to visit ODU and I was like, man, look at the difference between these two campuses. It's crazy. But they had a hundred year head start and free labor. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That but let's just white, so they, let's just so whitewash that. Let's right. just whitewash that and like act like it never even happened. Because all they—that's what I'm on, talking about—the ostrich theory, my because, ostrich theory. Because all this focused on is, you know, after slavery in 1868, a land right. grant was given by General Samuel Chapman Armstrong, and y'all was able to have y'all school. We were all way more than a school, people. Like just because they did something doesn't mean they did enough. Doesn't mean that it negates what happened. They still had a 400 year head start. And this is not about somebody feeling guilty. It's about looking at it through a correct lens. We say, well, y'all schools don't have this. Y'all schools don't have that. Y'all neighborhoods don't have this. Y'all neighborhoods don't have that. Did we ever ask why? Right. We've been scratching and clawing for so long. And Vince, let me address your. Let me address you when you said I'm afraid of a black person because of what white people done. You got to realize God makes everybody in his own image. And the black man is no different. Mm -hmm. What you have to realize is this. Growing up in this 
society got that's got everything inverted. Black people are a loving people by nature. Very much. We are a forgiving people by nature. Because if you really break that down and really put any kind of thought behind it, the first white man that got off a boat in Africa, what would have happened to him? Would have been killed. Exactly. And he never came back. And you ain't never heard of black people hurting white people for the hell of it, just because they're white. You don't hear about that. Now, if you want me to chronicle some things about white people and what they've done to black people because of hate, do you really want me to do that? And it goes all the way up to the fucking Supreme Court. Do you really want me to do that? So that theory that black people hate white people for what they've done, we already know what you did. We already know, and we know that can't be changed. So if I got a problem with Vince Russo, it ain't because of the past. It's because of the present, if that makes any sense. Makes all the sense in the world. But see, the thing is, and when you say that, again, there's so much justification that goes on of the things that happen in the present that go back to, the things that have been said for hundreds of well, years. Well, let me let me clarify that, uh, uh-huh. Carl. Let Wait. me clarify that. What I'm talking about with Vince is what I'm talking about him personally. Right. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Not you in a general sense. Right. Personally. Well, if I don't like Vince, it ain't because of what your ancestors did. It's because you personally, mm-hmm. you know, try to try to put somebody over on me that didn't supposed to go over on me. You dig? And I should have been in the main event. You dig? I got that's Carl, what I'm talking Carl, about. You dig? Carl, what were you gonna say? Carl. So don't you try to cut me off. <laughs> I, I just I just want to 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 draw this out is that um also one of the reasons that there's such a a fight. I don't want to call it a fear, it's a fight against telling the truth, and that's all I'm gonna call it, telling the truth. Is because mm-hmm. it starts to remove the justifications, the historic justifications of treating us as less than human. Right. Three you know, fifths. We, three fifths of a man, Vince. We've we've been taught. They've been, it's been that's written in this country for years. That first it was savages that needed to be converted to Christianity. You know what I'm saying? And and being a Bible believer and actually reading the Bible, we talked about who Christ actually really was, so that wasn't even true. But you why know? don't you tell Vince about Christianity before they ever got here? Why don't you tell him that? Exactly, Vince. Yeah, like, Vince. What, what about what? that, Mr. Roman Catholic? <laughs> no, but the, the truth of the matter is there were people who followed God's law, documented here, before yes. the vote ever showed up. Did you know that, Vince? That's before before my man from ELO showed up without the glasses. So you get that? Like, you get that one? Like we have to remove we have that to before remove. Jeff Lynn showed up. So part of teaching proper history, <laughs> part of teaching <laughs> what <are> you laughing? <laughs> re- remove <laughs> because the thing is, people even like even today, when things happen to a black person, I'm telling you, the same whether it's conscious or subconscious, justifications are used. They deserved it because they're less than. Right. 
That is, why when, that, that is why when police officers do what they do out there and what a lot of white people better work up and realize, we were the guinea pigs for a long time. Now they're doing the same thing to you. Right. We were the guinea pigs for a long time. Now they're doing the same thing. That is why when a police officer goes out of his way, what was the kid name in Chicago? Shoots the guy 16 times. What did yeah. the police say? Oh, he took one bullet to the chest. What was that kid name? You remember that kid? He's 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, the Rashawn McDonald, Rashawn, Rashawn something. And did what did they do? Just whitewash it. But they didn't know somebody got the tape. Somebody got the tape from the police camp. Gave it to the media. It's like they feel like they, they're even justified in lying. It's like these people aren't even it? worth telling the truth about who, who, who cares about that n-word got shot 16 times who cares he ain't got a he ain't got a right to live like oh they, he got they, in trouble before oh he got in trouble before justification before a kill be, and, what does that we, mindset come when from when we bro? study the history like that's always been said about us even to the point where it's like we don't even need to talk about their true history like it doesn't matter what the fears are about it it doesn't mm-hmm. matter it's still the truth the, the, the fears the of ma- the fears of the fears of manufactured, right? Because you got to realize something. You got to realize something, Vince. I used to work for a radio station here in town. You would know this, KCOH, one of the historic radio black radio stations in the state of Texas. I used to work for them. I worked for them for two years, doing you know straight shooting with Stevie Ray, the world's most dangerous radio show. And you know I laid it down, baby. You know I laid it down. You know. You know, that made all the other people on the station pissed off at me because they didn't have the charisma. They didn't have the they didn't have the knowledge, the sports knowledge. They didn't have the political knowledge. I ate them like collard greens. That's what I did. You know, I used to uplift my platform here and there. But what I'm trying to get to is this. Because of the mere fact. and, and, And Carl may be a little bit too young to know this, but he says me and his dad have a lot of the same tendencies, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like a father to Carl. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> but, 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 you know, Carl the third, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's Stevie the second. He don't know it yet. Okay. <laughs> but let me put this in context. How you remember Vince? I told you to uh, watch the movie green book. You never watched it, did you? I did watch it. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. I don't think you did. I, I did. think you're saying that because no. Stevie the Second is on the, no, on I, the show today. No, I definitely today. watched it. I watched it. Yes. Okay. Well, what is it? You know what the Green Book is, right? He watched, he watched the movie, Carl. I did watch No, is, Was that the one with, with uh, Forrest uh, Whitaker? No. Uh, which one was that with Forrest? That's where I'm getting confused. I don't. Oh, you're talking about the Green Mile. No, not the green wild. The one when he was a butler, Forrest Whitaker was the butler. Was that, the butler. that was Who called was the, the butler. Bu- that was called the that butler. Was the butler. <laughs> okay, that's what that's what I'm getting. Now, how did how did the butler sound like? Okay, how yeah. did the butler sound like Green Book? Called? That's what I'm getting confused. You see what I got to deal with? I did not see the Green Book. That's what I'm getting you know, confused with. The butler. Yeah, you okay. Told me I explained to you what the Green Book was back in the day. That was a thing called the Green Book. You know what it was? When you traveled in the continental United States of America, the Green Book showed you what hotels you could stay in if you were of African-American 
or black or Negro or whatever. That's what it means. And they made a movie about it. They made a movie about it because this, the guy was a, the black guy. I can't remember his name. He was a musician, you know, yeah. very high end trained musician. Right. So as he traveled the South, they had to go by the green book as to where they were going to stay right. from night to night. Right. And the guy that he hired to travel, he had a big Cadillac, had two Cadillacs. It was a three-piece band. Two piece drove in one Cadillac in him and the, his driver, who was an Italian man. Italian man. Sound familiar? Anyway, if it goes over your head, you know, I bring, I, I, I give you the similarities in a minute. Okay. The Italian man was a good dude. And they stayed friends to the day I think both of them died. Okay? And this was in the early 60s. And the guy was also gay. And the Italian dude who had kind of like myself, he Wait, reminded which guy, me. Which guy was gay? The musician? Huh? The musician was gay? Yes. Okay. He's a black guy and he okay. was gay. Okay. Okay? And the Italian guy, he kind of reminded me of myself. The way he approached things. Because he was the guy that cleaned up everything when things got messed up. And then when he found out that the, the artist was gay, he was trying to hide it from him. And you remember what he said? I don't care about that. I came up working in clubs. I've seen everything. Who else has told you that? Yeah, you've said that a million times. Yes. We don't sweat stuff like that. We, we sweat things that's wrong. We don't sweat things that we, ain't got, we can't do nothing about. If you're a good dude, you're a good dude, whether you're gay or not. I don't care. And I learned that in high, when I first got out of high school, I worked with a gay guy. He didn't have to tell me he was gay. I already knew he was gay. But I talked to him just like an everyday guy. I didn't go home and tell my friends, hey, man, I work with a gay guy. To this day, I don't think I've ever told anybody he was gay up until right now, this very, very moment. Because I didn't care. But what I'm trying to get to is this, before I get off, if you look at how that was back then, that you had to get a green book to learn where to stay. If not, you got in big trouble. In the wrong counties at the wrong time, in the wrong hotel at the wrong time. How many times you heard the stories about football players or baseball players that couldn't stay with the other guys? Because mm -hmm. they weren't staying in the green book hotels. They were staying in the regular hotels. But back in those days, and like I said, Carl might be a little bit too young, we had our own newspapers. We had our own radio stations. We even had certain, uh, when BET came out, BET was really about uplifting black America. Black voice. Not what it turned into because white people really had the finances behind BET and it turned into the most inverted bullcrap known to man. Okay, that is what it is. But yep. back in those days, we had radio shows all over every city. We had newspapers all over every city. But now all of that is gone. In most cities, all of that is gone. Even in our neighborhoods, the local store or the cleaners or the local mm -hmm. store or something like that, black people ran them. Not, some, Viet, not some Vietnamese or not right. some guy from Iran. It's always the people of what we didn't have a war or a struggle that come over and open up shit in black neighborhoods. 
Spike Lee showed you that and do the right thing. Yep. So that is another way of canceling what people feel about each other, how they're supposed to feel about each other, and learn about each other. You know why? Because they've taken all of that out of your neighborhood and replaced it with what they want. So what do you do when you do integration? What do you do when you can buy a house in somebody else's neighborhood? When they lift these restrictions, even though they're still there somewhat, and Carl know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to go live in the big houses with the white folks. You know what that did? Now you can't control your own neighborhoods no more because you don't even want to be in them. So what we'll do is bring you over here and control you over here. Now you don't control your resources anymore because the money does not bundle in your neighborhoods anymore. What does it go? To everybody else. Yeah. Nobody saw it coming. It's the grand scheme. They're always one step ahead because certain people are too trusting. And you want to be like your oppressor. Right. That's the biggest problem right there. We want to be like your oppressor. I'll be, and one of the reasons we need this stuff taught in schools isn't just for white people. Exactly. Exactly. Well, all, that's my point. Like, if all we hear is white, 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 February, Black History Month, white, 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 white. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like you, know, you know, one of the good things about living where I lived growing up is like they they did stuff to make sure we knew Black history. Like we had a list of a thousand mm-hmm. inventions. Exactly. A exactly. Thousand, even, the, the, and the when I was light. coming up, also, the same traffic, thing. Like the filament in 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 your light bulbs. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you don't get that anywhere anymore because now generationally, the parents can't even give it back to their parents because they don't know. Right. You see what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, the way to control the people is control everything about them. You brought up hip hop. Hip hop used to be the public enemies of the world. Mm-hmm. Hip hop used to be a lot of those guys that taught young people about social issues. But that's too much like right. By the mere fact that we control all the, I mean, white people control all the music, what do we do? We would take the music, and this was done systematically. And you got a lot of people out there that have written books about this. How they had the meetings with the CIA and stuff like that. Take the music and make it the most moronic thing known to man. And push it. Hey, Stevie, you remember the song Self-Destruction? Self-Destruction. So in elementary school, we performed that on stage, right? That's really? what we did in our talent show. We did self-destruction. You know what I did in the talent show? <laughs> ABC by the Jackson 5. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no, no, no. But, but, but think about it. But now they're getting on stage and they, oh. they got to they gotta bleep out every other word that they can right. rap. And that's what I'm saying. Or the girls up there, they, you know, they singing these right. songs that ain't got nothing to do. I mean, like, they got to... Right. The songs mean nothing now. It's like... It's like uh, Hotcakes at the Waffle House. And that's now, I'll take that back. The Waffle House stuff pretty good. Really IHOP. I think that's a better one. IHOP. It's like <laughs> yeah. all-you-can-eat all flapjacks <laughs> and, uh, at the IHOP. Pancake you know? Look, I used to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, in essence, if you take knowledge, culture, things of that nature, 
from a people and then, and then brainwash them. Y'all want to come over here and live over here. Forget about your people. Forget about your culture. Forget about where you come from. What do and you that's have? Really what it is. You got freakism. It's a reason and a rhyme behind anything. Like I said, when I read L. Fletcher Prouty's a lot of his stuff, this is where I get a lot of this from. It's not an accident. Somebody's behind it. And that's why we're having these conversations. We're not just trying to wake up the, this side. We're trying to wake up this side also. At least I do when I go out and talk. Right. It's, 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 it's a whole, it's, it's holistic. I'm not right. trying to make, I'm, it, like I said, it's really just telling the truth. Because what happens is, you listen to what Steve was just saying. That's a, that's a direct reflection of us not being educated about who we really be. Yeah. So because then, the then, then the what? Most, the word be is the most powerful word in the English language. Right. In any language, the word be, because it's a state of being. We are called human beings because once right. you be something, then you can do something, then you can have something. But if you stop us from knowing who we be in the first place, then we'll never do what we need to do. We'll only do what you allow us to do. We'll only do right. the scrums. And so that means we'll only have the crumbs at the bottom. Right. And so that's why this education is so important. So mm-hmm. people can really see who we be, that we be a great people. Right. And so that then, way we won't we won't be at the dredges. Right. We're considered the- people called us that. This is not even this is not even a hundred years old. That is why they pushed the 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 nigger word in music. They push yeah. that agenda for a reason. And then you brainwash people into thinking, well, it's a term of enduring. We took it back. And you don't realize you're destroying your own selves. And now you, you, we've talked about this on the show. Then white people start listening to this music. You got to realize one of the biggest exports in the United States of America and has been for years is its music. Its music has been sold to people all over the world. American music and black people are behind the backbeat of American music from the early 1900s Every to maybe the 90s or the two, early 2000s. Okay? Yeah. Export. But who owns it? Who owns it? They don't. Yeah. And everybody that tried to earn it, tried to own his own stuff, what happened to him? Disappeared. Hmm, not got killed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got killed. And that, and this that, stuff ain't no accident, bro. That is why a police culture has nothing to do with race. That is the one thing that's got nothing to do with race. Called the black cops just as bad as the white ones. It's a culture. You either in it or you not. Yeah. Yep. They haze you in. It's, it's like it's like a fraternity. Exactly. That's why I can't wait till they hear him Vince up. <laughs> Vince forgot his driver's license. I can't wait. I can't wait till he find out how it really is out there. But bro, you want and, and, and that seventy-two Pinto he was driving up and down the road. I, I can't t- wait. I gotta tell you something, bro. You know what's amazing? Like when when Stevie says something, and then I'm like, oh, that's what Stevie's talking about, Stevie. <laughs> there are these two guys in your backyard. Okay. In my backyard? They, yes, in Houston. Okay. Uh, Carl, they have a channel called My House is Dirty. Okay? okay. 
Dirty is a black guy, a young black guy in his 20s, good okay. looking, very, very funny. Okay. His sidekick is a white guy by the name Red, who's <laughs> short, stocky, white, like, like this. Okay. Right, right. And for a living, guys, you got to check out the website. My house is dirty. For a living, they go to every store, Stevie, in Houston. Every store from Walmart to Home Depot to Lowe's, and they prank people. Okay. And, they, and they got a third guy filming it. Okay. Now, here's my point. Let, let me give you one of the pranks that they do. Here's my point, Stevie, and I swear to God, this is why Stevie does not lie. <laughs> here's one of the pranks, bro. So they'll be in Walmart, Okay. The stocky guy, the red with the red hair, bro. Meanwhile, bro, he's got one of those braces on his ankle from being in prison. Okay, he'll he'll throw on a Walmart vest like he's a worker. Right. Okay. The the white the the black guy will come up with the stroller, and and he'll look. You know, there'll be a person on the other side with a cart. Right. And he'll look what's in what's in the other person's cart. And, like, say there's a box of – this is one of the pranks. They do a million of them. Say there's a box of Lucky Charms. Okay. The black kid will go to the red kid, red worker. Hey, you know, excuse me. Do you work here? Yes. Yes, I work here. Yeah, do you know where I could find the Lucky Charms? So they know the, the Lucky Charms is in the person's basket. The worker turns around, takes the Lucky Charms from the person's basket, and puts it in the black guy's basket. Okay? <laughs> that, that's one – that's just one of them. But here's the thing, Stevie. I swear <laughs> to God, bro. You guys check this out and you'll see what I'm talking about. At My House is Dirty on YouTube. Stevie, <laughs> they will do this to the biggest, baddest black guys in the place. And, bro, as they're approaching this, Ahmed, Ahmed Johnson, I'm like, <laughs> nah, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> Bro, they will find the biggest black guys call in the place. Right. And, bro, and they'll they'll needle them, needle right. them to, like, start a fight. Because, bro, they're making money off of this. Right. So they'll push it to the limit. Bro, these guys the size of Stevie Ray <laughs> do everything to control themselves from killing this white dude, bro. <laughs> and I'm watching this, and I'm like, bro, this this black guy would kill Red, and he's <laughs> doing everything in his power to not. And like right. that, that's what you talk about all the freaking time, bro. And I, I see it every day in these clips, bro. That's the right. point. I mean, it's, ama it's amazing because they, right. he, 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 rightfully, he should be killing the white dude. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't do it. But if you if you look at everything in the media, look at everything on the news, and this, that, and the other, you know, the news doesn't talk about when my man Gary Webb, when my man Gary Webb uh, brought to the forefront how this country and the CIA was putting drugs in black neighborhoods. Okay to finance the Contras in Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. And that's why the drug, the crack thing, the crack academic got so big, and then they used hip-hop music to promote it. Exactly. None of that was an accident. So when everybody always says these things, well, what about everything that's going on in Chicago? Why don't you ever talk about how it got that way? Yeah. 
That's the that's what we don't that's what we don't do. Nobody wants right. to talk about how it got that. How it's on record. Gary Webb lost his life when he brought this to the forefront. Look him up, Carl. You know, I celebrate his birthday every year on mm. social media. Mm. He was the first person to go out and talk about it, and he lost everything for it. He lost everything. A white man. His birthday. Because he was doing his job. He was just doing his job as an investigative reporter. They did a, a movie about him. And that guy that, uh, what's his name? Kill the Messenger. Uh, that's it. Kill the Messenger. They did a movie about it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, Steve. Before you go any further, I, I just looked at this guy. I, you, I heard you him for a number of times. And mm-hmm. I just had to look him up just now because I'm sitting here to talk about him. Born August 31st, so his birthday's coming up. You should have a celebration right, right here for that. It says cause of death suicide, bro. You know I don't. Okay, exactly. <laughs> I don't believe that. Exactly. Um, um, Bill Cooper, who oh, told man. everybody, oh, who man. told everybody, nine eleven was going to happen. Oh, he commits suicide. Alleged. Also, uh, 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 Michael uh, Michael uh, can't remember Michael's last name. Really who wrote right. a book about all of that? Who also was a police officer in L.A. And he was one of the first ones to come out and back that up about drugs being put in the black neighborhoods. He killed himself. Michael, oh God, I can't think of his name. He wrote a lot of books. He even wrote stuff about 9-11, this, that, and the other. Bill Cooper talked about mass shootings in 1992. Bill Cooper talked about 9-11 happening before it happened. Where is he now? Dead. Gary Webb, dead. Michael, uh, man, if I could think of his last name right now. He might have been going through some things. Very intelligent guy. Dead. Why are they dead? Because they told the truth. They told the truth. That's all. Like I'm they, looking they, at this guy. You, uh, you remember Vincent Bulliosi? You remember him, Vince? No. That sounds Italian to me. I'm about to say you're your cousin. <laughs> you, he, that sounds Vincent Vincent. Uh, uh, you might want to look him up too, Carl. He was the uh, attorney that put the Manson clan in jail. He was the uh, prosecutor. Bugliosi. Yeah, Vincent Bugliosi. You know, you know. He put Charles Manson in jail. That's how he got famous. Then he wrote a. Go ahead, Vince. What you got to say about one of your Conrads? Can I can I can I share my screen with you? Because I believe, um, I, I believe when you talk about Cooper and all these Purdy and all these people, Purdy, who's the guy you? Yeah, Purdy, the guy you talk about all the time. Purdy from the movie In the Heat of the Night. <laughs> what? No, you know what I'm. Who? who Purdy, the, the Purdy dude you talk about. What? Oh, L. Fletcher Prouty. Prouty. Okay, I. You talking about Purdy? Call. I think my name needs to go. This is a story that broke today. I'm going to share my screen with you okay. because my name, my name needs to go among these great heroes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Here's it a, will. Here's a story that broke today. Why Vince Russo says proudest WCW moment was the word. Okay. <laughs> In his recent appearance on busted open Russo discussed the bash at the beach controversy during his interview, he said that Booker T winning the WCW World Heavyweight Championship was a proud moment for him. 
my proudest moment in everything I did in the wrestling business, all the companies I worked for, my proudest moment was that moment when Booker T won the WCW world title. It was worth it. It was worth the lawsuit. It was worth the depositions. It was worth everything Hogan put me through, Russo declared, to give a man who for 14 years clearly had the thumb on him and could not get past it. And I had the opportunity that, you know what, no matter what the price is, you're going to have to pay. This guy deserves it. You're going to do the right thing. Come on, bro. How, how do you not celebrate my birthday? Why, why doesn't my birthday get celebrated, Stevie? That's your brother, Junior. That's your brother. And my I don't get celebrated. You don't talk about me like you talk about Purdy. Look at that. Carl, what about that, Carl? What about that? Why isn't that being taught in class? Why isn't that being taught in the classroom? I was going to say one thing, Vince. You better be careful, man. Call the folks by his nickname. <laughs> he, he ain't going to learn. He ain't going to learn, bro. I only do it on this show because Carl, he not going to learn, bro. Carl never watch this show. I hear it all the time. Like, somebody call me, like, my mama called me Man Man, right? Okay. So my grandmother gave me that name, Man Man, when I was a baby. Ain't nobody call that's, me Man Man. But that's a, fam- that's a family thing. <laughs> that's what Vince don't understand. Oh he, does, he don't understand black culture, man. As much as we try to teach him black culture, he still want to turn into it. Just do the totally opposite, man. Hey, I got a question because I don't know a whole lot of white people. Be honest with you. Do I do? Do, have, do they have family reunions? White people? Yeah, you don't have family reunions. Yeah, but it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Why? Have- Usually, I don't go to. Them. Hold on, call. Hold on, uh, uh, Stevie. There's more. Russo added. That he it's took, more to this? He took hell for Booker T becoming WCW world champion. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. Stop right there. Go ahead. Stop right there. Go ahead. Now, they said that you took heat. Of course. Okay, why what was the heat about? Hulk wanted to leave with the belt. That was the only heat? From Hulk? The heat. He wanted he wanted to leave with the belt so he would have a So you're telling me nobody else in that office, nobody else that you worked with had a problem with you putting the belt on Booker oh, T. They all agreed on it, bro. Bro, that that's that's what happened. I walked into the a booking room, there's about six people around the table. And I went around the table, bro, and let me say, call, call all white people. All white no, people. Yeah, that's right, Carl. No diversity in yeah, WCW. Exactly. So go ahead. Yeah. So go ahead and continue. I I said right now, if you could put the title on anyone in this company, who would it be? Unanimously, Booker T. So I said, okay, that's what we're going to do. So let me finish the statement. Mm-hmm. Russo added that he took hell for Booker T becoming WCW World Champion, but stated without hesitation that he would do it all over again. Now, I'm not up there with your General Purdy and the Cooper, uh, uh, Bill Cooper. I'm not, I'm not up there with Coop. Come on, bro. Seriously. Well, I want to know this. I think, I think, I think this whole situation kind of lands in the middle of what we're talking about today. It, it really does. You just chronicled the fact that there was no diversity 
in the upper brass I agree with in that. WCW, I agree and with you that. didn't see Vince going out of his way to try that. to make any differences, Carl. Okay? So why don't you answer to that, I, I Mr. Will, Top uh, Guy? Mr. Top you, Guy looking out for the black man. They're looking out for the black man. Why, why didn't you do that? I'll tell you exactly why. Carl, I had so many knives coming at my back, I couldn't worry about the black man. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Carl. I couldn't worry about the black man, bro. I had to worry about surviving, Carl. I had to worry about surviving, bro. At least you're honest. Kill the Italian, bro. Coming after the Italian, bro. I had to put the black man on the shelf. Come on, man. At least you're honest about it. But I God, am be... honest. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, God. What a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous <laughs> show. What a tremendous, <laughs> tremendous, tremendous. Guys, you know what I'm going to start doing, and I'm not even bullshitting you. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm being totally honest with you. Call, listen, because you're going to be proud of me for this. Right, and I encourage everybody else to do this. Call, you know what I'm going to do, bro? I am going to go online. I'm going to find one of these. What are they like? The Phoenix universities, these online schools, right? I'm going to take a class on black history. How about that? How about it? How about that, bro? I mean, I don't see what that's that's something out of the ordinary. I think that's something we all should do. I'm serious. I got a better idea. Go ahead, bro. I got a better idea. Go ahead. I think... Me and Stevie, yeah, should come up with a list of books. <laughs> come up with them. I'd love that. I love that, bro. That not only should the audience read, they should read them to their children. Do because it. If you really want to start solutions, I don't know, Stevie. Like, I'm not trying to educate. You know nobody. what? That, no, I'm really not, and, 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 <laughs> know, and I'm Stevie. really not. And, like, you and Vince be, knows that. You could, be modern, you could be the modern day Oprah Winfrey book club. <laughs> no, that, I'm, not, I'm not trying to that heck. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want, want to go there. I that heck. Don't idea. you? Don't you even? Nah, don't, bro, they, don't 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 you put me in the same category as Oprah? Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of stuff starting to come out about Oprah, man. I told you about Oprah a long time ago. I know you did, See, but you, you don't listen, who, man. You know who's you don't listen. You know who's coming out. You know who stuff's coming out a lot about too lately. Steve? Who's that? Dwayne Johnson. Oh, really? Yes, really. Mm. A lot wow. of stuff. A lot of finger pointing. A lot of things being said. Yeah. Mm. Very. It don't surprise me, brother. Yeah, call. Can you come up with those books? I'm I'm dead serious. I am dead serious, bro. That we could call. This ain't the audience for it. I'm trying to tell you, man. You'd be wasting your time. I think you'd be better off starting your own podcast about things like that, where people have one. Especially he just started started his own podcast. Especially people of color that want to talk about those kind of things, and I'll help you if you want me to. And we try to build an audience of people that need to talk. And we talk about these things, not to just the general public like we do on this stuff, but to an African-American audience. Then hmm. hmm. if anybody, white people want to tag along, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the old adage, you can lead a dog to water, but I mean, lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Okay. I really believe in that, bro. Especially say- when you're going against the grain especially when you're going against the grain now uh robert f kennedy jr just came out because he said some things about the coronavirus now you see the media trying to kill him this is the kennedy 
where the media used to kiss all of the ass. Every last one of them. And because he went against the grain and said something against the coronavirus, now he got to go up in front of Congress. Are you kidding me? That is what's going on in this country right now. You can't say nothing bad about the corona vaccine. Did you see Bronny James just pass out? LeBron James' son a couple of weeks ago? Yep. I saw it. Hamlin, the uh, yeah. defensive back for the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Well, Same thing. That, that is, every, everybody, there are young people all over the world that are having heart problems. I forgot the name of the word. And they are uh, attributing this to the corona vaccine. Did you hear about I mean, this, Vince? Well, I, I, I also heard that's, that's, that's what's being discussed hush-hush with the Jamie Foxx incident. You might be. I heard that also. Yeah, yeah. I heard that also. But but on top of that, on top of all of that, Robert F. Kennedy made a word about it, and he's getting silenced because of it. But Riza Islam, if you don't know who he is, Vince, I don't know Riz, Riza. You don't know who he is? No. I oh, Carl know. knows who he is. I he know Carl. He drops. He called. He talked about this over a year ago. He did. He talked about this very thing that we're seeing right now. Vince, over a year and a half ago. What's his name again? Rizza. Rizza Islam. R-I-Z-Z-A-I-L-A-M. Yeah. Did, did uh, Rizza Islam put the belt on Booker T? Yes or no, Stevie? Yes or no, Rizza? Did Rizza? Where was Rizza when I was in the, when I was in the uh, mobile home with the Hulk Hogan? Where was Rizza? He huh. probably was about 10 years old at the time. Yeah, right. He's a young guy. <laughs> he's a young guy. And he said he's been doing activism since he was 12 years old. So what were the ramifications when he started going public about this? What happened oh, no, no, no. The thing is, he got all of his social media stuff cut off. Oh, geez. They did him like they did Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. But Donald Trump wasn't talking about what he was talking about. Nah, nah. nah really, really. You know what I'm saying? Rizzo was talking what this is what I'm talking about, how anybody that goes against the grain gets silenced. Even if it's on social media now. And it's supposed to be a free country. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. He talked about himself. The dude knows his stuff, bro. He knows his stuff. And we but because if we want but going back to what I was saying, because you asked for a solution. And I know like but really, really what it is is Educate your children. If you don't educate yourself, yes. educate your children. I'm going to tell you something, man. I educated my daughter when she was little. I can't tell her enough stuff about white folks. Man. <laughs> Look, hey, Stevie, let me tell you something. When my, when my father was locked up, right? I couldn't father, tell her enough. No, I'm just kidding. When, when, when my father was locked up, he was locked uh-huh. up for a number of years, you know, out in Lord uh, Penitentiary. And he, you know, he, you know, because we he, we were heavy in the church, you know, but, right, still right, right. but so yeah. he ended up being uh, like That's assistant chaplain while he was there. Right. Yeah. Trying to, trying at, to teach at, people at, like, at the jail in a, in a prison, in okay. prison, okay. in a prison, not no jail yeah, okay. in prison. Jail is two totally different things from prison. Mm-hmm. And so what but you don't care as long as he locked up. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Carl. You don't care. He's so, he locked up. He locked up. That's all Vince care about. 
I ain't got to worry about him. Now, are we talking about Thurston? Thurston grade a third here? <laughs> Junior. Thurston okay, Junior. okay, go ahead. All right, go ahead. So, so he's the chaplain at the prison. Go ahead. So he had access to a whole bunch of books, a whole right. library. Of course, right, right. Hundreds right. of books. Right. When he got out, all those books ended up in my bedroom. It was oh, a wow. bookshelf that awesome. sat on, that sat right by my door. And he was just throwing on it. He didn't tell me to read none of them. I went over there, just started picking up books. I'm talking about uh, autobiography of Malcolm X. They mm-hmm. stole it. We must return it. Right. Um, Counter the conspiracy to, to destroy black boys. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I mean, this is just me. I'm talking about I'm 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, just consuming this information that's there. My father would have conversations with me, but he didn't know I was already reading this stuff already. Right. Wow, you know, my my grandfather had. I mean, my grandfather had every Ebony and Jet magazine that was ever produced up until wow. he got really sick and before he passed, like that type of stuff. You know, so so it really is about education. Yeah, you know, is, and, right. it, and it creates a thirst for knowledge and a thirst for truth. It's not all about entertainment, but see, the thing was education started being entertaining to me like to mm-hmm. this day i like watching documentaries you know how much right. i know about the mafia i watch right. anything related to the mafia. Guess what? I'm not afraid. <laughs> could have came to best for that <laughs> it doesn't make me afraid of italians yeah right and me either i tell people the same thing when my daughter was little though i used to always tell her i used to i, had, I used to explain to her what this education in the united states was all about i mean mm-hmm. she's in first second third grade and I used to talk to her about this. Matter of fact, I even had to go to her elementary school and get on one of the teachers about something my daughter had said, and they wanted to talk to me. I can't even remember what it was now. It's been so long. But I had to tell the teachers in that school. I send my daughter to school to learn. But when she come home, her education starts. It's a big difference. Learning is one thing. You learn how to learn in school. But that don't mean you're really getting taught anything. Yeah. Yeah. So my daughter, when she got to a certain age, she used to always go to the library, get three books a week, three books a week, and read them. I used to always tell her to do that. Then she started going. She got to a certain age. She started going back and forth to the library, reading, because I used to always say, try to learn as much about your own people as possible. Because in school, you're going to learn about everybody else. Everybody else. Well, that's great <clears> And, man, when she, started, when she started doing that, it really made me proud that she started learning about you know, and I say this is a personal thing. It's got nothing to do with your friends. It's got nothing to do with your education in school. It's got nothing to do with any of that. This is what you need to know because your survival in this country is 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 imperative to me. It's imperative mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like, okay, Dad. And she said, hey, Dad, I read about this today. I read about the Black, Pan- Black Panthers and stuff like that. She got a book about the Black Panthers. She learned about Huey Newton and all those guys. You know, and I'm like, wow. Louis, you know, Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> Huey Newton oh. and Bobby Seals. <laughs> I thought you I said you read about names. the Black Panthers. I know those names, man. <laughs> I know Bobby Seals. Yeah. When, I, when I used to go to the library, uh, Steve, I just used to uh, check out the Seven Chinese Brothers. You ever read that one? <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> All right, listen, yeah, guys. Oh, wait, before you go, one last thing. Go ahead. August go ahead. 31st is a Thursday. That's Gary Williams' that? birthday. Yeah. August no, his birth. His birth. His birthday is 10 days, I'm sorry, uh, nine days after mine. See? So, 
I mean, I don't know. Do we his have birthday is nine days after do mine. That's why. Why. Do we combine his birthday with Black Day and have a huge celebration? No, he's white. He's white. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to bring the races together. Yeah. All right, listen, Carl, what a great show, man. You guys, this is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Carl, tell everybody what you're doing so they can get more of this knowledge and wisdom, please. Yes. So I've actually started my own podcast. The podcast button done bit me. Good. It's called Friends with Businesses, where I bring on my friends with businesses and you benefit. And we actually talk about social issues as well, because, you know, part of my desire is not just building businesses, but building communities. Um, So, you know, we talk about that. It's um, on all major networks. Um, If you go to friendswithbusinesses.net. You can sign up to, to be a guest, to be a sponsor. But, of course, you can find it, you know, on, on and also the links to how to get to it. It's also on YouTube. Um, I'm everywhere at Launch with Carl. Um, you know, uh, I actually help people build business. I'm actually in a, a, um, a campaign right now. I want to help 50 people start a business before the end of this year. So reach out to me if you want to start a business. I help you to get through it very, very quickly using the methods that I've used to rate to, uh, to, to make a lot of money. Let's be real. I, I mean, you know, I've made <laughs> A lot of bread over my time, and that's Good. that is my goal is to help people to do that. Um, so reach out. I help white people too. <laughs> I help everybody. Count me out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. I, 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 see, that, just, just go to just go to the show, like it. But you, hey, white people didn't help me. White people didn't help me make a couple of bucks, so it's all good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so you know, I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, but yeah, find find me online. Um, you know, but you can always find me, you know, if you got got any questions, comments, concerns, I appreciate the people who jumped in my DM saying they appreciate what we talk about on here. Um, you know, good, man. That's good. Because I know we're reaching. I know we're reaching some open minded people. I oh, know yeah, we yeah, have bro, to. I get I try to you send know? you the emails when I get them. I get yeah, I get emails know. every week. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, it's no it's no it, no. I know it's a I know this country is going through a transition right now. And to me, just like Gary Webb, somebody's behind this, man. Somebody wants the nation to stay separate. Somebody wants people to stay enthroned in bigotry. You know? Yeah. That is why I brought up Clarence Thomas. He's a plant. He's a plant. And Nita Hill didn't want to get with him. He's sexually frustrated, as far as I'm concerned. I know you don't want me to talk about these things on the show, Vince, and you're probably going to edit them out, okay? Because you're afraid he's going to get canceled. That's cool, but I'm going to say it anyway. I know what's up with him. You know, I've seen his kind, dog. I've seen him. <laughs> Carl, did you give all the, uh, all the addresses and everything you need to give? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh-huh. You gave it all. Mm-hmm. All right. And everything is still Stevie Ray TV. Stevie Ray TV, brother. You know, I had some setbacks the last couple of weeks, man. One of my best friends, uh, John Janik, he he died, man. He's battling cancer for the last three years, man, and uh, he's in a better place, man. And uh, he's been he's been right by my side since my wrestling career started. So he he died recently, Stevie, right? Because you've been talking died about la- he him. died last week. Oh yeah. wow, I'm sorry. He died to last hear week, that, bro. I'm sorry. And to another that, another another lady, Miss Alma, she's like a second mother to me, man. Uh, back in the day, and she passed away a day after John. And oh, I man. Just went to her funeral uh, yesterday. We buried her, buried her yesterday. But they were both great people. That's what I want people to know about both of them. 
They were both great giving people. Oma was born in Germany. Born in Germany when the Third Reich was in power. Mm. And John has been friends of mine since I started in the business like a year after two years after I started in the business we got into a fight at a little outlaw show here in Houston and we've been friends ever since you know what I'm saying <laughs> been friends ever since to the point where I made him we was doing a fundraiser for him uh, a couple of years ago and I made him because he was the first person to tell me I'm coming to New York man to see you get inducted into the Hall of Fame and he had beaten cancer. He was in remission. Then a couple of years after that, it came back. And I made him a WCW, I mean a WWE Hall of Fame ring. Like mine. And I didn't tell him I was going to get it for him. Oh, That'll wow. Look at that. I, I had it built for him. But it had his, had his you know what I'm saying? It's it awesome. had Hall of Fame WWE. It's just a, a replica of mine, my real one. But I made it a little bigger because as far as I'm concerned, he's a bigger champion wow. because he was fighting a battle I could never fight. That's awesome. Well, I, unless I had to fight it. But <clears throat> I seen a man, and he just got an award a couple of weeks ago that I had to accept for him. And, uh, and I told people the story about how we met. And I always knew he was a fighter because if he was crazy enough to fight me back in those days, <laughs> then cancer ain't got a chance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. And both of these people, going back to what we're talking about today, they're both white. And they were both as close as anybody can be to me. Uh-huh. I just wanted hey, to say that about my boy John. Yeah, hey, Carl, I wanted to say for the record, I tried to go to Stevie's WWF induction into the Hall of Fame, but they wouldn't let me in. I just want to state that for the record, Steve. They would That's not. a lie. Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's a lie. Then again, uh, the way people out. was acting up there that day, the way people walk around like they were in eggshells, I, I, you uh, might be telling the truth. This, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, bro. Serious. You got to tell. You got to tell. I don't, I don't know if you want it, Stevie. And I, What's you know, that? I, I had to pull this out of you. What's uh, that? But, but in private, if, you know, you, you, you feel close enough to call, What's you got to tell Call about the Hall of Fame story, bro. You got to <laughs> You got to You got Call will get the biggest kick out of that. Bro. You got to tell Call <laughs> off the air. Tremendous. All right, guys, there you have it. <laughs> guys, an hour and 35 minutes of pure gold. The great call, great. The third, bro, at launch with call. And, of course, everybody's favorite, Stevie Ray. Guys, we'll see you next week on Black and White.